that film stank. Top of the morning to you, and welcome to the That Film Stank podcast with me, Aidan Rudham, and... What's up, it's your boy, Ben Wormold. And today, we're not with uh, Owen, because he's dead. Yeah, he's a bit ill at the moment, so we're going to be talking about uh, not films today, pretty much, because uh, we can't really without Owen. So we're going to be talking about, instead, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which yeah. uh, is a play, of course, so me and... I'm not going to do the accent no. anymore. It's uh, this accent's just for a request. So there you go. You got enough fan. of it. You got enough of it now. All right. Uh, yeah, that was a bit shit. Uh, so just to start out, we got to do a shout out to our favourite band in the world, which is of course Petrifier. My guys. My guys. Charlie Stokes and whoever else is in it. Their drama. Their <laughs> their drama. Uh, yeah. So. Pretty, pretty you'll see soon that they're going to make a new jingle because we don't want to be copy copy striked by Nintendo, Nintendo or DFS or, or DFS but we're going to keep the name yeah. because we live life on the edge of course we do so uh, continuing from the news that was pretty much the last few weeks or the last couple of episodes we're going to be talking about uh, the early reception of Captain Marvel which uh, on the day of recording just came out because it's International Women's Day, uh, and so yeah, oh damn, we're just looking up some of the news stories about Captain Marvel, and there's just a picture of her looking a bit sure constipated. Oh, I'll edit that in, of course I will. <laughs> Wait, how do I do screenshots on it? F12, we'll edit this bit out in post. There we go. <laughs> Gorgeous. <laughs> Shit, that was loud. Um, right, so yeah, there have been some press screenings recently, but now all of the reviews are starting to come out and it's actually been released in cinemas and uh, at the moment as it stands on IMDB it's got 6.6 .6 out of 10 it's got 65 on Metascore yeah so which for a Marvel film is pretty it, low it is pretty low I mean most of them get about a 7 but I mean this is still lower than normal and <coughs> and uh, one of the well there's been a whole bit of backlash because on Rotten Tomatoes there's been the whole they've been accused there have been people accused of being trolls of where they've the uh, bit which says who wants to see the film people have been spamming saying they don't want to see it so of course it's got like a really low popularity score and people have been saying that just internet trolls that didn't like The Last Jedi and hate women um so but then, of course, there have actually been some reviews coming out by some quite legitimate people saying that the film's not that good. So there's a whole kind of thing about whether it's just trolls saying the film's bad or whether it genuinely is. So uh, well, we can't really say much. We can't. Yeah, we haven't actually we'll seen. Wa we'll, we'll watch, watch it. it. I mean, I this kind of as as I've said previously, I don't. I'm not that excited for it. It looks a bit bland, and I don't like Brie Larson. They've um, gone all out on all the advertising, and did you see on Stanley's Twitter, he posted new Captain Marvel movie out today, like, on his actual Twitter. Well, and he's then he got a, Yeah, he got... He's dead, but the people that own his Twitter <laughs> yeah. account now posted that just to try and get advertisement for yeah. the, the movie. Mm. No one got really angry about it, because oh, it's Stanley. Probably Stanley. Uh but yeah, it's not doing that well because 
or when it like about yesterday the IMDB was like five out of ten and I mean a lot of the time people post reviews before actually seeing it and then it gives a really gen low general review but if you look at the um, user review section of uh, on IMDB they have got yeah there's uh, well there's a seven out of ten which is I, I mean well, it has a huge disappointment yeah, it's the title is a huge disappointment brief summary of my thoughts but it's a 7 out of 10 and I consider a 7 out of 10 to be a solid film because it's, five it's, average. it's here and there like Thor 2 which is probably one of the worst Marvel yeah. movies but overall it's been an enjoyable so he's saying oh, that, okay. so it's saying the MCU has been an enjoyable exciting ride but there's been didn't. some misses fine but oh uh but after seeing this film, I'm left with a what did I just witness sensation. Why is this a seven? This is a know. really yeah. bad review. That's something I get kind of... What? All right. <laughs> He's put his IMDb review as seven as headlined seven stars out of ten stars. But at the bottom of the review, he puts five out of ten mediocre. So basically, he's been paid by Disney to put that, put that good score. Give him the good score. Has cool moments, but poor character that's what we sort of expected yeah it's all got, a lot of the other ones there's quite a few 4 out of 10 reviews but then there's a few 10 out of 10 what is there to marvel at question mark that's a pretty epic pun uh, yeah copy and paste marvel film it's been called meh meh captain boring got him one, one star. star extremely bland that's pretty epic I totally gave it a fair shake that doesn't even have a star rating. Oh, what a shame. But, I mean, I probably will see it. 8 out of 10. This person's saying that... Wait, wait, wait. 5.8? Oh, no, okay. They're, so it's telling, quite... they're one of the people that say that trolls are spamming this so that the movie gets a bad yeah. review. I mean, I bet there are loads of trolls doing yeah. it that have just like... Well, a lot of the people genuinely do not like Brie Larson. I mean, I don't like her either, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dislike bomb something just because of that. But I think when it when it was on um, Rotten Tomatoes about who wants to see the film, and a lot of people put they didn't want to see the film. I think that's fair enough because that's just their opinion. Of course, they're being asked not about their opinions of the film, but just what they think about, like what their impressions of the film are before seeing it. Uh, yeah, there's a load of one-star reviews. I mean, huge step backwards, but it's still six out of ten. So good. Nine out of ten. The cat was the highlight. <laughs> Is there a cat? Apparently, there's a cat. I don't know what it's called, but there's like an alien cat that's in it, and it's super kawaii. It's, it's another huge disappointment. It's just a seven out of ten. Captain yeah. Lame. Spoiler warning. Oh, what Do are the spoilers? That's a long, long paragraph. No, I can't be asked to read that. No spoilers on this yeah. channel. But there's a 10 out of 10. But 10 out of 10? What does that say? 10 out of 10. What's the matter with the bad review from IMDb, user? Biggest question I got after seeing 5.6 rating. On the Wait, that's... Yeah, okay. from the yeah. 6th of March when you saw it. When I read the reviews, some of them are nonsense. Yeah, so some of them are quite quite over the top. Like, so, some people giving it one stars, but saying it's boring. I, I sort of agree... I think the worst the worst thing a film can be is just completely boring and forgettable. And by the sounds of it, 
like Jeremy Johns and Chris Stuckman have said, it's a pretty boring film in general. This is why we do this. We don't watch bad movies because we hate ourselves. We watch them because they're funny to watch. Exactly. And it means when we see genuinely good stuff, we can appreciate it. Exactly. I think this is why Holmes and Watson is the worst. Yeah. Or one of the worst, at least. Because it's not a funny bad movie. It's just a bad movie. It's it's god-awful, yeah. I mean, we... We have talked about it, but we're going to do a... At some point, we might go even more in depth with it. I mean, I'm certainly keen to do that. Yeah, because if we see. It is the worst piece of media I've ever seen. Until Captain Marvel, that is. <laughs> uh, right. So that, we... that ends that section. Now, now we're going to talk about... Not a film. and a play. Yeah, we're going to be talking about a play. And specifically, the Harry Potter play that is in theatres at the moment but came out a few years ago and um we had the idea for this because me and ben went to go watch it in london and owen wasn't there so that's why we're gonna do it for just the two of us and ben had already read the script and i had and i was going in blind oh and ben was when we were going up and when we were in london ben was saying about how funny the script was and how it takes itself far too seriously and (sighs) It was a. I mean, we'll just preface this by saying the actual play and the production of it is pretty, pretty impressive. It is. It's really good. The, the effects are amazing. Yeah, all the effects. The some of the acting is tolerable. Yeah, but we'll get into some of the acting that is less than tolerable. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, we're. So this is going to be spoilertastic. But I mean, the the play's been out. The script's been out for ages. So, you know. If you're a true HP fan, you better have read it by now. But we, so we're going to start with the description of the plot. So, uh, as you probably know, this takes place after, oh, like was it seventeen years after the end of the Deathly Hallows? Yeah, it's when Harry Potter's son is first going to Hogwarts. Yeah, and he's called. Was it, is it Albus? Something like that? Albus Severus Dumbledore. <laughs> Do you remember that from the end of the first movie? Oh my the, god. The last movie, it's... where he's like, you'll be named Albus Severus Dumbledore after the two greatest men that ever lived. It's, it's... it's so obvious that um, it's just Harry that gets to pick all the names. Harry? Yeah, because it's like, you know, Ginny might want to name guess, after yeah. a cat or something. Well, yeah. it's so clearly fan bait, isn't it? Oh, that's, like... that's what this play is. It's loads of little details just designed to appeal to all of the fangirls and boys because International Women's Day exactly can't discriminate but uh, yeah so it starts out with the sun going on the Hogwarts Express ready to start his magical journey and uh, and Harry is an old guy working at the Ministry of Magic and there's Ron and Hermione who's just say they they changed around some of the races. Yeah, they did, which I don't have a problem with at all. Uh, I mean, a lot of people seem to get angry about this, saying that what's the for J.K. Rowling? Yeah, always. She said that she never mentioned that Hermione was white. Yeah, in the book, even though people say those people are saying now that she's just doing it so she has shown how diverse she is as a person. Exactly, that's the whole thing. It started out with she said that. Dumbledore was gay like 10 years after the last book came out so it's like right fine it doesn't matter like it, it shouldn't matter if a character's gay or not 
like who cares but the fact that she's doing it that long after the books have come and gone just shows that she's just trying to stay relevant and it's 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 like when people were complaining about the new battlefield game where they've st- like introduced like the main character is a female soldier even though clearly there were like barely any female soldiers in world war 2 and it's like it's the thing about trying to change history to make it more politically correct when like it wasn't stuff in the past has already happened you can't really change it to try and make it better oh, but that's a whole that's a whole other issue i mean i don't have a problem yeah, with her changing this well i mean it's it's so transparent that she's just doing this to seem more relevant but you know, let's carry on yeah we'll carry on. it says here there's our favorite character albus makes an unlikely friendship with scorpius malfoy son of draco malfoy but the best character in the play, oh according to everyone, because he's because he's so kawaii and all the amount of ships. Ben, do you want to do your Scorpius impression? <sighs> Go on. I mean, Go on. when when I read the when I read the play, it I I suppose seeing the play, I was all the more shocked by how just because when I read the play, I just sort of read him as a normal guy. Whereas the actor in the play decides to go, and he's like trying to be super random and weird. I imagine like move, that. His, move his arms around all the time and just go, oh, I'm a bit awkward. I imagine Ben doing that accent, but for however long it lasts, like three hours or something. Oh, God. It I was, mean, it was pretty epic. It was I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um,. Yeah, what what ends up happening is Albus gets sorted into Slytherin <gasps> and becomes friends with Scorpius, become besties, and that's the whole, all the whole cursed child thing is pretty much. Oh, he's Harry Potter's son, but does he want to be Harry Potter's son? Because, yeah, at the beginning, he's friends with Hermione and Ron's daughter. Yeah, Rose. He's a bit like Rose somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, and. Then she's like, she's basically Hermione. They she's, basically remade uh, the whole of the first movie yeah. where Harry is obviously Harry's son yeah. and Hermione is obviously Hermione's daughter. Yeah. And then Scorpius has just replaced Ron as the stupid, dumb, funny, lol, 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 lol character. Yeah. Totes random character. Except this time, Rose, uh, uh, Hermione's daughter barely comes into it. She's. She's there for like the first quarter, and then yeah. she's basically never seen again. Yeah, she's but ba- she's basically there as the person that Scorpius has got a crush on. Oh, and it's teen drama. But it's just, oh, it's it's so <sighs> obviously done for fan bait. But anyway, so uh, there's all of this set up with Albus wondering if he's a disappointment because he's the whole thing is he's not that good at magic. And he's like, oh, am I living up to my dad's reputation? But then all of that's kind of, that's quite, you know, that's fine. They do it in the play. And then the main part happens when they get the time turner. And that sort of sets off the whole (sighs) That's where it all falls apart. Because it was all good. They had all the production and all, they showed you how they do like the magic and stuff when they were getting on the train and all the effects. And that was really good. And then they got there and then they just get the time turner. And, and then, I, I mean, I knew this was coming because I read it, but I it, I just remember it all hit me again because it, 
it's the classic thing of in of time time travel just completely overcomplicating things and it's sort of the obvious thing to do with franchises that have you know kind of old and beloved franchises it's oh what do we do now well if we use time travel we can go back and visit all of the best moments so what ends the main plot of it is uh albus and scorpius they overhear cedric diggory's dad arguing with harry saying oh why can't you use a time turner to go and save my son and so then out of rebellion albus and scorpius they meet up with was it cedric's daughter or oh, like no. her, their carer yeah it's, it's the carer of the, the old carer, the carer of cedric's dad they who's, meet up with yeah, her he's set she's clearly set up to be albus's love interest yeah she's called delph Lady. delphi whatever delphi the Dolph, love interest delphi dolphin we'll keep her as love interest love interest now. yeah um and uh so the whole thing is because albus feels he can't really live up to harry's Reputation. He's like, oh, well, I'm going to prove myself by saving Cedric. So then they break into Hermione's office, like, super illegally. Yeah, because she's, she's like the books. head minister of magic or whatever it is. They try and get eaten by some books. Which has some haha funny lore moments. And then they get the time turner in the end. And we basically described, as it says in the plot description, that's the whole of Act 1. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just about... That was how long was that? Like forty-five minutes, maybe. The first act, yeah. It all of the all of the character stuff and setting up like Harry uh, Albus's relationship with his dad is quite good. And the the acting for that's good. But you've got fucking Scorpius. Just <laughs> I wanted to slam my head into a brick. Good old Scorpius. But of course, all of the. All of the kids in the audience were just loving him, and all of the people going, "Oh, I ship them!" But um, classic. I mean, I really, I really enjoyed it, didn't I? But it was pretty fantastic. Uh, Don't worry, the best is yet to come. Oh, people. Jesus Christ! Right, they end up going back with the time turner to to the Triwizard Tournament bit to try and stop Cedric from getting killed, and. Uh, they succeed, but then yeah, they succeed. Ron and Hermione never end up getting married, and Rose is never born, and stuff like that. Yeah. So then, because Scorpius is in love with Rose, he realizes, oh, we need, oh, we need to keep Hermione and Ron together, otherwise, otherwise, my girlfriend will never be born. Oh. So then they go back and change time again. So it's basically like the episode in. Doctor Who where Rose goes and tries to bring back her dad and they get to the church and then uh, they overcomplicate things massively they end up saving Cedric again except this time they go into this weird timeline where uh, Scorpius can't find Albus and then there's this this comes towards the end of the so first part, good. which is the best part because I knew what was coming. Aiden didn't know. I was sort of you were bigging it up. I was bigging it up, and I, it didn't disappoint. It was just oh, the best moment, basically all the time. <laughs> Out, uh, Cedric, no, Scorpius, oh, not Cedric. Goes... Scorpius wakes up. 
He's uh, by, he by a river. Yeah, he's by he's by the lake where they do the whole like mermaid task in Goblet of Fire. He's by that lake, and then uh, he looks around and he sees like this old version of Professor Umbridge, and she's like, oh, "What are you doing in there, Scorpius? Your head boy." And he's like, "What? I, I, I've got head boy. Oh, I've got head boy." And uh, and then he goes, "Oh, this is a bit strange." And she says, "Oh, uh, you dingus!" And he goes, "I'm, I'm looking for Harry Potter's son." And then she goes, "Harry Potter, Harry Potter? He He's died been... at the Battle of Hogwarts." And he goes, "What?" <laughs> and then, "Duh, duh." And then, um, she goes. Oh, now come and stop falling around. <laughs> Here it comes, everybody. You're, you're, you're ruining Voldemort Day. <laughs> and he goes, Voldemort Day? And then, and then oh, the stage goes dark. The spooky music comes on. And the banners sc- drape down. Yeah, Death Eater signs that come up. And then the we, yeah, around. we were sitting um, on like one of the balcony bits near the back of the uh, theatre and then on wires these like deathy uh, like, dementors come up and they look really cool but the problem was <laughs> <laughs> me having read this amazing bit of exposition and this amazing twist before um, paired with my anticipation for it and Aiden never like this sort of coming as a surprise to him we were just fucking dying and Every- everyone the crowd, else oh, but- like they were stunned silent. Yeah. And they were so shocked. They were like, oh, Voldemort Day? We were just fucking <laughs> pissing ourselves. It, it was, was brilliant. And it that's is. the end of the first half. It's just this really hammy, over over dramatic scene with loads of it's, it's so predictable doing the darkest timeline. It's like Back to the Future where Oh, he's got to make sure his parents meet, otherwise yeah, like, his yeah. hands start It literally away. is Back to the Future. It is Back though. to the Future, but it's got... But it's not good. No, it's got Harry Potter references in to keep all the fans and happy. And it's got the best character to ever be shown in any piece of media ever. You're beauty! <laughs> but... Wait, wait, what? They said something really weirdly. Like... Was, oh, God, yeah. The, the thing that was really bugging us was... And we sort of started catching on to it in the first half. Was Voldemort? They say yeah. They say Voldemort as Voldemort. It's like this French pronunciation. And then it was really bugging us. So in the second half, we were just kept going <laughs> after they said it because it was like, why are you, why are you trying to sound all fancy and French? Bloody French. He means that. He hates the French. I I hate the French. Everyone. Yeah. I mean, come on. Well. We'll, we'll cut it here, and we'll be back right after these messages. Will, will we? Oh, okay, bye. Right, so we know you miss him, so as a special treat, we've got a little message from Owen Appleby himself. Here he comes now. Hello, boys. I'm not, I'm not totally dead, only partly. Hoping everything's going all good. Anyway, chimichanga bombs. We're back. Smashing it. Back at it again. So, uh, yeah, we we just ended part one, and now we're going to talk about part two, where it gets interesting. There isn't as many funny parts. No. It, on the whole, this half is definitely better than the first half. Yeah, I mean, it's more plot-heavy, and 
there's less fucking annoying Scorpion. I mean, he's still in really, but uh, they they kind of distract you with pretty images to distract from the kind of internal screaming that Scorpius causes. So uh, let's go on to Act Three. Yeah, Act Three, which is where so Scorpius is in the darkest timeline. He's got the goatee because no, he doesn't. He's in the darkest timeline, so he has to. Okay. And uh, he finds out that after they resurrected or, or they saved Cedric, but the way they save Cedric is by basically humiliating him so he doesn't go on in the tournament and then ends up surviving. But because he was humiliated, he ends up becoming a Death Eater, naturally. And then he kills Neville Longbottom, which means that Neville doesn't kill the slithery snake. And then Voldemort... Voldemort wins, wins the Battle of Hogwarts, yeah. and Harry's dead. And now Voldemort is basically, basically Hitler. Yeah, he's basically Hitler now. Basically Hitler, and it's Voldemort Day, of course. And then Scorpius finds out that he's like the cool kid in town. Yeah, and they call him like Snake Boy. Do they? Or, I don't know. They call him the <laughs> the the slithery uh, Simon, the slithery Scorpius. Or the no, they call him the Scorpion King. Yeah, which is <laughs> reminiscent Rock. of that amazing film with Dwayne, Big Big, big and then Rocky Boy. What's her face? Turns Dolores Umbridge becomes headmaster of Hogwarts. Yeah, and the Dementors is revived and is a squad led by Scorpius because Scorp- he's the the best leader. Yeah, and. Uh, Basically, he find basically they find out Ron and Hermione have become teachers at Hogwarts, um, because the worst thing in the world to become is a teacher. I mean, come on, and uh, but Snape's still alive, and he's a double agent still. So Ron and Hermione and Snape are kind of the good guys. They go undercover. Yeah, they they go undercover, and then Scorpius, he goes and finds, goes and finds them, and he's like, oh gosh. Um, I took the red pill. Is it the red pill or the blue pill? I haven't seen it. Red, I think. Yeah, red pill. Epic Matrix fan. Uh, but he he's like, it's all right, guys. You may think I'm a bad boy, but actually, I'm actually I'm a, a good, good boy. boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then, uh, uh, they team up. They team up. They become super magic squad. They become super magic squad, and uh, they end up finding another time turner, and. They try and undo. They try and get Scorpius to go back in time again <sighs> to, <laughs> to undo all of it. To it's, make Cedric uh, die. The guy who wrote the story is just a tangled web, which it, it it kind of it doesn't fit with the rules of time travel that are set up in the original books. Because the thing with time travel in them is is that you you're not changing the future. You're making. Oh no, you're not changing the past, you're making the present happen. So it's like, before you've gone back in time, you've already gone back in time. So it's like, you're not actually you're not actually changing yeah. the events. It's like, the events were always going to happen because you were always going to go back in time and make them happen. That's what, one thing that back, uh, one of many things that Back to the Future does really well is yeah. they, from one to two, they show that he does go back in time, but he sneaks around so that himself going back in time the first time can't see him going back in time yeah. the second time yeah uh, they sort of do that in this but it's it's the they snap in and out of them trying to do that 
Anyway. Yeah, they it's all of the time travel stuff's really convoluted and inconsistent and but the the whole time travel stuff is like I said just an excuse for them to go and visit the greatest hits of Harry Potter because the they find out and this is a pretty epic uh epic revelation that Dolphin Delphi who is love Cedric interest. yeah love interest woman who basically set them up to do this like you find out that she's Voldemort's daughter. So yeah, and then she backstabs the group. Yeah, and, and then she tries to revive him or something. It's like, like that. fan fiction, though. It's it's so poorly written, and it's yeah. I mean, the act, the act, the writing's good, or the the actual dialogue's good. The it's just the plot that lets it down. The thing is, this reminds me a lot of Star Wars, where Everyone has to be related to everyone. Yeah. Like Delph Delphi, love interest. Yeah. It's like was like the only character that wasn't related to one of the famous people from well, the original movie. Well, she's related to Cedric. But she wasn't really related. She cared for her father. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, but she wasn't really was... technically related. Yeah, she was a new character at but least. Then... But then by doing this it's like feeding back into it. And it's like I don't know have you seen the new Fantastic Beasts film? No, I haven't. I mean that is trash. That is god awful. You need we we well, I wouldn't say watch it because it is just dire. But the, the whole thing that happens with that is, um, there's that credence bloke who's the the kid, like the edgy kid, edgy kid who is that yeah, yeah. cloud boy from the first one. Yeah, yeah. and the the revelation that no, nothing happens in the second Fantastic Beast film, and then right at the end, old Johnny Depp says to credence boy. Oh, Dumbledore's brother. <laughs> it ends like that, and it's uh, I, I was laughing again. And you get all these fangirls going, "Oh my god, oh my god!" The forums are gonna go insane about this. I got right this on Tumblr, and that's it's, it's who it's written for. I mean, and I obviously it's worked out pretty well because they've made loads of money through it. Well, of course they were though. There's no chance of them not making money off yeah. of the Harry Potter franchise. But it's the thing with popular um series which is they just please the fans by referencing stuff all the time like the thing i liked about the last jedi and i I like i do like it i mean i'll watch it again it probably won't be as good second time but the thing i like about it is it changes stuff and it actually moves on and exactly because the Force Awakens was basically just fan pandering yeah, references. It was a New Hope 2.0, and yeah. Whereas Last Jedi like, introduced new things about the Force, started uh, throwing questions around about characters killing off other characters, and just sort of making things interesting. Whereas this and a lot of other things from kind of long running series. They're just trying to repeat, or they're just trying to stay in the same bubble that they were to try and make sure that, that it's just playing it so safe. You can't make a movie based off references. That's why I don't think Ready Player One is a very oh, good movie. It's awful. No, it's it's they're just like, oh look, it's the Iron Giant. You guys watched the Iron Giant when you were young, right? You gotta love this movie because it's got the Iron Giant in it. Woo. Yeah, yeah, and this. As as a story, if you got rid of all of the references, and if it wasn't a Harry Potter thing, 
you would lose patience with it. It's it's so because it's so convoluted that they just have to they have they throw in like flashback scenes for when Harry met Hagrid, who they've also changed to make him black in this as well. His which, accent like, is horrible. His accent is ugh. He's he's trying to do the West Country accent, but it doesn't work. And it's like I don't have a problem with him being black. It's just like why bother? You know? Why didn't they just get someone that had the accent? Exactly. If the accent's the worst try, part about it. If they're going to try and make him do the accent, they might as well get someone that actually has the accent. Yeah, but um, what was Should I trying we, to say? And then they move on, and they make they, yeah. they make the Suicide Squad, <sighs> where they try. <laughs> yeah, they meet up with they meet the, up with, with Harry's parents, isn't it? Uh, Albus's parents. Well, no, they meet so Albus Scorpius. They're, they're like trapped. No, what is it? They end. They end up at Godric's Hollow, where Harry's parents were killed, and they're like, "Oh, how, how are we gonna make?" They're they're trapped there because old Dolphin Woman sent them back in, and set them there. Basically, the Dolphin Woman was trying to stop Voldemort from like killing Harry or something, because or she because she knew, yeah, because she knew that if no, she knew that if um, Voldemort killed Harry's parents, then Voldemort would end up being defeated whereas she thought if she stops all that from happening then she can save Voldemort and then make him you know the Dark get... Lord again yeah so she traps uh, Harry and uh, not Harry Albus and Scorpius back there and then the way they get <laughs> the way they get the dad to come and get do they where they, the way they get Harry to come and fetch them back in time is by they find Harry's blanket wrapped around him and then they they write like a message in invisible ink that says help and then so the date on it dumb. and then because albus realizes that in like a fight he had with his, with harry earlier um he spills some like potion on it and he realizes that if he writes the message in this invisible ink or whatever it is when the potion spilled on it it will reveal the message so that's that's what happens and harry realizes oh my god they're stuck back in time so he uses the time the time turner and then they create the suicide squad they create they, the suicide squad with Hermione is, Harry and then the kids they're basically assisting Harry's parents suicide yeah basically they have to make they have to stop Delphi make sure Voldemort does kill which is Harry's an interesting parents. concept yeah it's a, a yeah like sort they've of got a, to accept a the twist death. on the we gotta save these people's lives in time yeah it's we gotta make sure these people die in time yeah, and that's quite shocking. That's quite it's quite a good idea, but the problem is all of the time travel stuff just is so irritating that by the end you're like, just end it, end it. It's so they boring. Do. Yeah, they do end, they do end it. it. And uh, what actually happens at the end? Oh yeah, that's it. Scorpius uh, asks Rose on a date, and there you go. And Frick. Albus kills himself. Because he's just had to spend all that time with Scorpius. Scorpius, <laughs> he just realised he's in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. He's like, I don't want to live anymore. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. And then he runs and he jumps off a bridge and he, his neck cracks mm. and then it cuts to black and it's the end. He's only human, so <laughs> that that was <laughs> that Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Child everybody which wasn't a film, and it's not hundred percent awful. The actual play is really impressive, but the plot is the plot. And Scorpius, the act, specifically the actor that plays Scorpius. I mean, if he's been directed to act like that, fine. But he is annoying. Holy <laughs> mama, he's not good. 
and then the pl- <laughs> the plot is just laughable. It's like a bad fan fiction that's been given a too big of a budget. But yeah, so that that was kind of a relatively short one. Yeah, it was only thirty five minutes. That's... that's like four minutes shorter than the first one. Uh, but yeah, like we said, Owen isn't here today because he an ill boy. He, he should be back for the next lesson. For all those Owen fangirls out there. Yeah, all uh, 30 of you, because that seems like the only people who watched our second episode. Oof. Big sad. But uh, shout out shout to my boy Alfie Scott Alfie for Scott, being a, yeah. a big supporter of the channel. Yeah, and women's rights. What a but guy. No shout out to Saffron. No shout out to Saffron. We definitely know she'll make it to the end, and she's not allowed to have a shout out, even though she just did. Yeah, so uh, shut up, Saffron, you big nonce. There you go. Uh, next time, whenever the next episode happens, it might be... I mean, we could see if we can do it on Sunday or something. We'll see. Uh, next time, we'll be talking about the pacifier, the pacifier and the next Bulletproof, Bulletproof Monk. Monk. So it's going to be a pretty epic, epic episode. So stay, we'll see you then. Stay, stay safe out there. Uh, that's how Digby do it. And don't trust the. It's time to face off. Time to oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, sure. goodbye. Aiden just stabbed. You're so, welcome. So I'm just go about beat him severely for that. Okay. Oh, okay, bye.